Welcome to the Untold Story podcast, everybody. I'm Martha McCallum. It's great to be with you today. And I'm also thrilled to have with me Ari Fleischer, former White House press secretary, author, president of Ari Fleischer Communications and Sports Communications. He's also a Fox News contributor and really just uh, one of the best voices that we have on analysis of politics, of history, of what's going on in the world. And so I'm really happy to have you today, Ari. Welcome. Well, thank you, Martha. Good to be with you. So what I wanted to do in the last couple of weeks before the debate is bring on some of my favorite political minds to talk to you about the debate and about um, the process and about the candidates and how all of this works and what's important for them and what's important for us as well. So I, I thought because you've given so many people advice on communications, I would start by asking you if you were coaching one of these candidates, most of whom are in a pretty similar range in the polls right now, what would you be telling them, Ari? I would show them clips of breakthrough moments that Ronald Reagan had with his quip to Walter Mondale about age and experience. I would show what Ted Cruz did when he went down the line memorizing the moderator's mocking, condescending remarks about each person on the stage, mm. and he just played it right back and then turned it around on the moderator. You know, you, what you want to do is help the candidate find that spontaneous moment where they break through in a burst of something that is witty, that's sharp, that's clever, and helps them to stand out. That's what you need to do if you're going to prevail and emerge as the alternative to Donald Trump and win a crowded debate stage. So because that is really their goal, right? They want to break out. They want to convince voters who um, may be in the Trump camp that they need to change that. They need to shift their way of looking at what another four years of a Trump presidency would look like. Um, and, and they need to do that, I guess, without, I mean, what would be your advice? Would you advise them to go after him or would you advise them to do it in a different way? I would advise everybody to go after Donald Trump except Tim Scott. Senator Scott is on a different plane. He is running a campaign as the happy warrior, the upbeat optimist a la Ronald Reagan, and he should stay true to that. He's got a chance to break out in a lane that he alone occupies. For all the rest of them, yeah, they're going to have to find a witty way to get at Donald Trump. And one of the things I would say, especially if Donald Trump's not there, is if you're going to beat Joe Biden, you need to debate Joe Biden. But if Donald Trump doesn't show up today, why should Joe Biden show up if Donald Trump's the nominee? If it's good enough for the goose, it's good enough for the gander. I'm here on this stage and I'm going to debate Joe. Something along those lines mm -hmm. to kind of mock Trump for not showing up, but to make the case that you're, getting, you're letting Joe Biden off the hook because you're not showing up. You're setting the precedent for Joe Biden not to show up. Interesting. So... You know, in terms of um, the way that we've seen Tim Scott campaigning, for instance, and he, you know, he seems to have a good relationship with the former president. Um, he does not go after him. And you just said something interesting. You said he needs to stay in that lane. Um, you know, doesn't he? It, it, why is that unique to him? And would you say to other candidates, perhaps, well, Maybe you need to not alienate the Trump voter, but maybe you need to express why you're better. Well, that's exactly right, Martha. You can't alienate the Trump voter. You just have to give the Trump voter a better reason to vote for you. And one of the ways to do that, that I have seen lots of people say, in the grassroots, real people say, their euphemism is Donald Trump tweets too much. 
That's kind of their way of saying that he can be too hot to handle, that his follow-through when he counterpunches sometimes is so strong and hard he hits himself in the nose. You sort of have to make that case because it raises legitimate issues about Donald Trump's effectiveness, not his policies, not his willingness to fight, but does he go too far? And that starts to scratch this itch that Republicans have where they worry that Donald Trump might go too far. So you've got to take Donald Trump on directly, even if he's not there, by making that criticism of Trump, but not of Trumpism, not of Trump policies. So in terms of the moderators, I wanted to ask you what you think <laughs> about the you job that I'll be doing and Brett Baer will be doing. Um, we've both done it before in different venues, but it's, it's always an interesting challenge to craft questions well um, and to make sure that we're asking the questions that voters out there really want to hear. So what's your advice uh, for me and, and for Brett? You know, I've always thought a short question is the best question because it doesn't let candidates' wheels start to turn as they formulate their prepackaged answer. So, you know, I would ask the candidates, what's wrong with Donald Trump? And stop mm -hmm. talking. Just put that up to them and see where they take it. If a short question like that, they're not going to have a chance to start to figure out which way to go. You're going to be able to read them really quickly and what's wrong with Donald Trump. Um, that's my suggestion is those type of sh short questions. The other thing is avoid conjunction questions. When you ask a, po a politician a question that has the word and in it, they can skip the first part mm. or the second part and only right. answer the part they want to answer. Specificity in your question is how you pin down a politician. Right. Um, and, and what do you think? You know, I mean, obviously, we're, we're as far whenever, as long as long as we've been covering Donald Trump, we've been just sort of in uncharted territory. Um, I remember during the first round in 2015 of the debates, it was just an, he blew everyone out of the water, essentially. He's a very commanding presence on that stage. So I, you know, and now he's in the middle of all these lawsuits and all of these charges that are coming at him, which have only served to give him stronger support in these polls and push other people down in the numbers. Got to be very frustrating for these other candidates. Um, how do how do they handle that? Because there's a there's a 71 percent of Republican yeah. voters say it's time to stand by him. And I hope those issues don't come up in the in, in the debate because everybody knows what answers these politicians are going to give. Every single one of them is going to say it's wrong to criminally indict him and then say something about his behavior. Uh, it, we already know those answers. Look, if you are on that stage, you have a rare moment to shine. And you have to do basically what Donald Trump did. You have to take command. You have to show strength. You have to show toughness. You have to show that you're politically incorrect as an outsider who doesn't worry about all these silly Washington norms and rules. And if you can do that, then you get a chance to have people take a harder second look at you. Otherwise, most of them are probably going to start to fade this fall because you're too much of a typical politician in a party that right now is a really outsider party. So you want to come across on that stage in Milwaukee in two weeks as the steady outsider. You want people to conclude, boy, that guy doesn't sound like your typical politician, but they, he or she, really is steady. And I think that sets up the contrast with Donald Trump, who people, even as much as they love him, there's a question about how steady is he. And a steady outsider versus Donald Trump, that's a fair fight. The Untold Story continues right after this. 
So who do you think has the most potential in that study outside our lane, Ari? I, I think Tim Scott does by virtue of the type of race he is running and his uplifting message. So he's in that category. I, I think Ron DeSantis can still pull it off, but Ron DeSantis has to come across as a happy man. He comes across as so dour when he makes his statements, even his strong statements. People want somebody who's having fun up there. Um, Nikki Haley, I still think Nikki Haley has a shot. She is a seasoned, seasoned uh, leader from her time in South Carolina, where she fought some big, good battles, to her time at the United Nations. So I would not underestimate her. I'm not sure I see anybody else. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy has got some clever lines that he's used, but I just don't see the Republican Party turning to an untested 38-year-old. And I don't see any lane for former Vice President Mike Pence. Chris Christie is just going to come out gut-punching Donald Trump and gut-punching Donald Trump. There's no lane for Chris Christie to win. There is a lane potentially for him to remind people of some of the things about Donald Trump that they don't like, but it won't help Chris Christie. It'll just hurt Donald Trump, potentially. And the other big candidate I've got to mention is Donald Trump himself. Mm -hmm. You know, Should Donald Trump show up? And I'm mixed on that one. I really do think Donald Trump is giving Joe Biden the excuse Biden will look for next October to not to show up on a stage against mm -hmm. Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And if you want to beat Biden, you need to get 80, then 81-year-old Biden out on the stage where everybody watches him for two hours, see if he's got the ability, the stamina, the acumen. And Biden could simply turn around and say, well, you didn't debate, so why should I? No debate. And there won't be one. That's the worst thing for Republicans. So that's the reason Trump should go to the debate. The reason he shouldn't is he's got such a big lead in the primary, why would he give anybody else a chance to draw even or draw that contrast with him. Uh, but if he's so sure he's going to be the nominee, I w I'd show up not to give Biden that excuse. Interesting. Um, why do you think that Trump is doing as well as he is? What does he answer in the hmm. voter hunger out there for what they want? Public and primary voters especially are just fed up with Washington mm -hmm. and have been for a decade. They think Washington is broken. It doesn't work. It's biased. The deck is stacked. And they're looking for the toughest, strongest person who can take it on. That's where his drain the swamp language is effective. And Trump's got this machismo, this strength, this domination that inspires people to say, yeah, he can go too far, but he's the only guy who can get it done. You know, my advice to Donald Trump is don't go too far and you're going to win everybody. Mm -hmm. It's that, to use the last couple of years language, the tweeting too much is just what give people reservations about him. But that's why he's, Martha, in my opinion, has done so well. He seems to be the one guy who's tough enough to get the job done. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I, I think that's exactly the the hunger that exists out there. People are fed up. I think that's exactly right. And they don't see in a lot of other candidates that kind of fire. I mean, even now in the middle of, you know, being yeah. told that he needs to pipe down about these cases, what does he do? He goes out there in um, New Hampshire and says, I'm not going to shut up. I'm going to say whatever I want. I mean, there's not a lot of yeah. candidates who will do that, Ari, or people that's, for that matter. And that's why, I mean, and the big issue for Republicans is that, is he capable of winning a general? with that type of tone. Uh, he can certainly win a primary, but will he emerge so damaged that he can't win a general? And we don't know the answer to that. Right now, the answer is he can win a general. He's running dead even with Joe Biden in the polls. So 
uh, <laughs> you know, for the poor Democrats. They, they keep indicting the guy, and they might lose to the guy. So, you know, one of the big sort of um, parlor game questions right now is we're in the summer of the year before the election. Do you think when you look ahead based on your experience uh, in politics and watching all these presidential races, because right now it certainly looks like it's going to be Biden and Trump head to head again. Do you think that's where we are next summer? Probably. I think we probably are, but I will predict someone will emerge as the opponent to Donald Trump. There is going to be someone who breaks out of the pack this fall and until next winter. And in politics, what you have to be careful of is don't use your August eyes to make January or February decisions. Things will be different. Candidates will have dropped out. The landscape will be different. So someone will emerge to give Donald Trump that test, and that's healthy and good for the Republican Party. If Trump prevails, he prevails. If the challenger prevails, that tells you something. The other wild card, Martha, is will Joe Biden go the distance? You know, I continue to think that Joe Biden is one fall away from not being the nominee. That anytime you have somebody who's 80 years old, his health or her health will always be an upfront and center issue. And particularly when it's an issue for the presidency of the United States. Is he healthy enough? Is he strong enough? And all of us who have grandparents or parents that we love at that age, you know how frail they can be. So that's another issue. Could this be like 1968 where Lyndon Johnson surprised the world and did not run for re-election uh, and threw the Democrats into disarray? Could Joe Biden do that in early 2024? Keep your eye on that one. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I've thought a lot about a Lyndon Johnson moment and whether or not we see that from this president. I thought it was fascinating. I looked up, I think he was 58 years old when he made that decision <laughs> um, not mm. to run again, which wow. is just incredible. Um, when you look at our 80-year-old and 79-year-old uh, um, or upper 70-year-old candidates um, who we have today. Okay, so, you know, just look into your crystal ball. This is not, you know, who do you want to emerge from the debate as the person to watch, but who are you, who do you have your eye on? And you think, you know, if that person gets it right uh, two weeks from today, um, he could emerge as the big surprise of the night, or she. I, I think it's Tim Scott. I, I think Senator Scott has positioned himself as the in the, as the one who looks like he'd be the strongest in the on-deck circle. And I think it still could be Nikki Haley because I have tremendous respect for her abilities. So I'm with the South Carolinians in, in, in that sense. I just have a hard time seeing anybody else. The wild card, I suppose, is Doug Burgum, the governor of North Dakota. And the only reason I say that is because he's so brand new on the scene. Will he be the surprise because all of a sudden people are looking at him for the very first time? He's got great ideas. He's got a billion dollars, which can buy a lot of great ideas. Mm -hmm. um, he's not that charismatic. And I think that's what's going to be the problem with him on a debate stage. So Burgum's the newest candidate out there. Everybody else at some level of the public knows them a little bit at least. Um, but I'll go with uh, Scott first and Nikki Haley second. Okay. Uh, fascinating to talk to you. Ari, thank you so much for your time. And um, we'll see what happens on that big night two weeks from today. And look forward to talking to you in the meantime and a lot after that as well. Thank you, Ari. Thanks so much, Martha. 
You've been listening to The Untold Story with Martha McCallum. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Make sure to rate and review. For more podcasts, go to foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with the Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app.